0: Greetings! Welcome to this electronic intro pause. This is here to remind you that this episode of Get My Good Side is the third part of my multi-part podcast series, Side by Side, where I explain all of my theories about the Sandersides episode, Putting others first. You don't have to listen to the previous parts to understand this one, but the last two episodes cover Janice, Logan, and Virgil, and I would appreciate it if you gave them a listen. After all, those three definitely warranted a few theories themselves. Okay, y'all caught up? Let's-a go!
1: I- Don't-
0: Remember that one tweet Thomas posted about getting into a workout routine and how soon the sides would be ultra-ripped? How he said Patton's new name would be Absaton. Remember when we thought that was just a one-off joke? Well, now we have a canonically swole Patton in the series! Granted, he's a giant bullfrog, but still. My shocked reaction to Buff Patton aside, I think I speak for everyone when I say that none of us expected something as out of the blue as a ginormous 16-bit frog Patton wrecking Thomas' apartment and talking morals at the same time. And speaking of out of the blue, we got another song too. Rhythm Redux. A summary of how both The Wedding went, and of Selfishness vs. Selflessness 1. With its absolute boppiness, it's as jammin' as a jar of Logansberry. Puns aside, the song was also strange to include, wasn't it? I mean, I'm not complaining, I totally adored the new fast-paced groove. But both Patton being a frog and this song must mean something else, too, right? They're super wacky if they don't have a bit of context behind them, aren't they? If you're wondering those questions too, then you've hopped on over to the right podcast. In today's episode of Side by Side, I'm going to be covering the symbolism of our favorite froggy pop and the newest installment to the Sanderside soundtrack. Follow my lead as I take us between a frog and a hard bass. Aside from the reason for Patton's amphibian transformation being his constant mention of Frogger, like how Roman saying, Oh,
1: put a sock in it!
0: during learning new things about ourselves caused Virgil to become a sock puppet, what other meanings could his swampy switch have? What I'd like to propose is that Patton's frog form is highly symbolic of the feelings he aired out throughout this and previous episodes. Now, before I start my explanations, I'd like to bring up a quick side note that I believe the scene of Patton's breakdown took place entirely within the Mind Palace or some imaginary place in Thomas's mind. After all, Thomas's apartment wasn't actually destroyed, nor did any of the video game scenario translate into the real world other than Janice walking his way up into the tea party like the mad Bowler Hatter. But why does this matter? Of course it was all dreamed up. Patton's khaki-colored pockets would never be able to hold all that tuna fish, even if he's imaginary. Well, the setting of the breakdown matters because these meanings deal with frogs and dreams. And since I think Patton's breakdown all took place in a daydream, the symbolism fits. Now, with that clarified and out of the way, time for analysis. The first bit of meaning I found on dreammoods.com was that seeing a giant frog in your dreams refers to the baggage that you have in waking life, with the baggage itself referring to the people who depend on you to survive. Dream also says you may not be physiologically or emotionally ready to take on the responsibility of caring for these people. Now doesn't that sound familiar to a confession we heard from Patton later in the episode?
1: Like I told you before, sometimes I don't know the way. When I told you that, you were so scared. So I said to myself, you can never not have an answer for him.
0: Patton was unprepared for Thomas's dependence on him for the complicated dilemmas he continued to face throughout selfishness versus selflessness one and onwards. His hesitancy can be seen throughout the SVS prequel.
1: Why are their wants more important than Thomas's? Uh, they're they're not. But
0: and sequel.
1: I mean, I-I don't have all the answers.
0: Heck, even Janice himself called Patton out on this.
1: Patton, I'm loving this new direction that you're going with your rhetoric, sprinkling in a few maybe, who knowses, or what do you think?
0: Patton was not ready for Thomas's dependency on him when Thomas desperately needed Patton's guidance to get through these situations and ultimately survive through them. This unpreparedness is represented through his new form of a towering tall toad. Next, hearing the sounds of a frog in your dream That's my job. symbolizes that you have not accomplished what you wanted to. And Patton's failure to prove Thomas was the holy saint he wanted Thomas to be is clearly found in both Selfishness versus Selflessness 1
1: I don't want to be a bad person. Then I'll do whatever I can to make sure you're not.
0: I'm a liar! and in dealing with intrusive thoughts.
1: I didn't realize what an impossible standard I've been setting. I can't control every little thing that pops into your head.
0: He failed to accomplish the task of proving Thomas's pure conscience, and in putting others first, he acknowledges this.
1: I'm done asking, is Thomas a good person? I'm just here now to help you be as good and good as a good bud should.
0: So the croak of Lily Patton was really the croak of his efforts to prove Thomas's innocence. Then, seeing frogs leaping in your dream
1: Because I found out that I was being too tough on Thomas, and it was driving him hopping
0: mad. Represents a lack of commitment. As Dream Mood states, you have a tendency to jump from one thing to another. And this application couldn't be made any more apparent! Throughout putting others first, Patton was leaping from different viewpoints and ideologies more than a frog hopped up on hopscotch.
1: You shouldn't do a good thing just because it makes you feel good. You literally said the opposite to deceit when we were back in the courtroom. Yeah! Not to mention, Deceit said that you'd be doing the right thing for a selfish reason if you did it for your own emotional gain. And you... agree? Definitely! Uh, maybe? Through Lily Patton's
0: leapings, we can see Patton's flip-flopping commitments to his past ideas and rulings. (laughs) Lastly, catching a frog in your dream represents your carelessness about your health. Now, While Thomas, Roman, and Janice never physically tried to catch Patton like you would a runaway dog with chocolate in its mouth, this catching has a metaphorical meaning when considering that they instead caught Patton in his harsh acts. I mean, just think back to all the calling out that occurred.
1: You don't know? Earlier you suggested that all people naturally understand right and wrong. Right, because making Thomas feel inadequate for not dying in someone else's stead isn't tough at all. That faux flexible rhetoric that you're using to soften your approach doesn't change your intentions. It just disguises them. You've taken things too far.
0: Besides, particularly Janice, catching Patton in his lofty standards was representative of Patton's unawareness of Thomas' declining mental health. A bonus piece of symbolism is that a frog visiting your house suggests that you will have visitors coming soon, and that the visit is most likely to be spontaneous and uninvited. Noting that Lily Patton spent the whole daydream inside Thomas' apartment, this does tie in nicely with Lee and Mary Lee's visit to Thomas a while later on April 30th. Now, with all of that symbolism out of the way, I'm gonna dive into one more hidden meaning within the episode before I got a rib-treat out of here, with this meaning about the episode's introductory song. The song, interestingly, was in the form of a rhythm game, which, you may note, these fast-paced games are focused on hitting the right beats at the right times so you don't fall behind or lose. What I think this represents is Thomas, Roman, and Patton's efforts to carefully and correctly approach their different responses to the wedding and what to do with Thomas' reaction to it. Patton was walking on eggshells trying to tell Thomas what he thought was right versus Thomas's clearly unhappy reaction to doing the right thing. Thomas felt bad for not being satisfied by doing right but still felt frustrated at missing the callback, and Roman barely was avoiding misstepping between his own ideologies and his want to do what's right as well. All of this turmoil was represented in the quick and stressful format of rhythm gaming. Well everyone, thanks for sticking around during the third part of Side by Side. Come back next week for the finale all about everyone's beloved badly feeling boy, Roman. Also, you may have noticed that the audio quality is better this episode, and I have a new mic to thank for that. The mic was the new tech I was waiting for last time. So thank you all for your patience. And until the finale, be sure to always get your good side. Bye-bye!